Welcome one and all to episode nine of UE Game 121 podcast here in season three. I am your host, Terry. And as ever, we're joined by Daryl. How's it going, sir? All good here. All good. Enjoying some sunshine. So. Good man. And also by Faddy. Oh, no, no, not really, because he's a lazy bastard and hasn't bothered. Uh, <laughs> no, we've got Lewis this week. How's it going, Lewis? He's uh, covering for Faddy. Evening, fellas. You both all right? Oh, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like Daryl, enjoying the sunshine. Ice creams, ahoy. Hey. Been a good day. Been a good day. I'm more a, so, a, lo- a lolly kind of guy. Do you know what I was? I am actually. I, I, I lie. I got the boys' ice creams, so and I had a cider lolly today. It's fucking lovely. <laughs> oh, that's a few years. That or a feast, I think. You know, I was eyeing up feasts in in uh, Sainsbury's today. I was eyeing them up. I was like, do I, do I get a feast? And I went for the cider lollies instead. Six I've, for a pan. Just I've like been made. all about the slushies. <laughs> they had like this food festival in town. <clears throat> they were doing like oh, two novelty mate. slushy cups for like a fiver. So I was like, yes, we're getting on that kid. Let's oh, go, mate. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember cinemas used to do the tango ones? Yeah, like, yeah. mix mix tango. Oh, mate, they do all oh, kinds of flavors they? now. Man, there's Red Bull yeah. flavor. There's anything. It's madness. Red Bull flavored slush puppy. That's exactly yeah. what I need. I, yeah. a, a brain a brain freeze and the rest in heart rate of a serial killer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh dear. So, how did you get on this week, then, boys? I'll let Lewis go. First. Yeah, yeah, let, let, let our, let I'm our special guests come I'm going to gloat a bit. I'm going to gloat. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah every week, standard. Well, we'll get the bad result out of the way first then, shall we? So, uh, <laughs> lost, lost again. So, I think that's about the sixth or seventh time this season. This time at home to Gavin's Wren. Um, haven't won at home all, all season so far. So, that's a, um, a bit of a challenge at the minute. But there was some positives to take from it. And the winning goal pretty much came as a result of me swapping out a centre mid for a playmaker. And it actually said in the, t- in the commentary line that there was a massive space in midfield. I'm putting it down to that and just moving on to next week. Oh, blimey. And, and don't you have a couple of other sides as well, don't you? Yeah, sorry. So I, I always right. forget about Deportivo. So Deportivo, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they played, I think, second bottom Livorno, picked up a 1-0 win. They moved to second in the table. Um, it's, yeah, they... Similar to when we were talking on the other podcast um, last week is that like, when Grant was saying that you kind of set them up and then you forget about them. That's what I do with Deportivo. So I apologise. I've completely forgotten about them. That's all good, mate. Lovely. I bet you, Daryl. Actually, want... no, let, 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 we'll let, we'll let Daryl gloat. For, uh, we'll, we'll let you Thanks. gloat at the end there. Because, uh, yeah, I want, I want you to build that up. Um, just to quickly say, Faddy lost 3-2. That's Faddy lost... Three, two. Just to make that clear, hope everyone can hear that. He's he, now one. He's now one point off relegation. He uh... he scores an, enough to stay up. He is con- hemorrhaging goals. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, like, that's he is joint through. second in the top goal scorers of the league, but he's conceded yep. the second most goals in the league. Only Celtic have conceded more. That will be his I issue. Figuring that yeah, out. Yeah. And he's he's got to sort that out. I mean, he he's like genuinely he's uh he, he's conceded almost four times as many as me, and, and I I my my team's yeah that you can't you can't do that in the Prem and stay up yeah no yeah yeah hopefully, hopefully address that. I uh, mean, to be fair, us, it's only only defense in it. It's only defense for him. Yeah, has he still got a problem with his keeper as well? I think he's been I trying he, to get he, one for a while. Yeah, he's been trying. Yeah, since he lost Fabianski, I think that was a big loss. That's probably where his biggest issue lies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, and and that he's a twat. But um, 
<laughs> we love him really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we won two nil. Uh, the mighty sporty sport in Lisbon. Good good two nil win against um, Atalanta. Uh, I thought it'd be a tough. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a tough game, and it and it proved that. Yeah, it proved that way. I mean, he he set up very differently. I, I thought he'd have a lot more of a go, but he, he did defend deep. Um, he, he missed a tactic. I, I think he missed a big tactic there that would have paired up with that would have possibly, I, I took advantage of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Camacho with another goal. He's got six now in the last three, two or three weeks, something like that. So he's starting to, starting to hit form again. And Arthur RCM, he, he scored another goal, uh, lost the 80 to an injury. It's only one week. He'll be back uh, this week coming. So perfect. Uh, and yeah, we've got um, brought in uh, uh, Gerard Piquet. So very, very happy. Yeah, good turn. And on, and on to the gloater extraordinaire, Daryl. <laughs> well, we'll, we we'll get your coffee get... out of the way first. They lost um, okay. 2-1. <laughs> um, I, the problem with Norcopping is it's too obvious how I have to set up defensively and I can't play anything else. If I try and do something else, it doesn't work. Um, there's only literally one way I can set up defensively, and I've tried to like find something else. Just not possible. Us going forward, I'm all right with. Defensively, I, I can only play one way, so I'm just going to have to try and address that as best I can. Um, without up too much. So they're still a work in progress. Mm. Sturm Gratz, they won 5 one away from home. Hat-trick from my left mid. Um, Dominated. 59% possession. Yeah, we was all over them. Um, And makes us the highest scorers in the league now. And I've got the best goal difference. So, uh, second in the league to to Dave. Yeah, so I'm doing... uh, We're going well. We're going well. You know? Just need Dave to slip up, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, but do you feel like that? Uh, do you feel like you can catch Dave for the title, or is it just all about going up again? I was the only man that's given Dave his defeat. So, I, as long as somebody else could maybe steal a couple of points off him here and there, yeah, I'm going to be there or thereabouts. But it is a very tough league. It is very tough. I'm not taking anything for granted. But yeah. we're we're in a we're in a good place. And again, it is all about just getting up. Well, I think until you're in the prem, the only position that matters is top three. You know. Um. So yeah, but I, I think I can catch him. You know, I think I can catch. Him. Oh, but yeah. We'll oh, where, where you two are going at the moment? I think you could be playing each other next season. I'll be. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Season ticket yeah. runs out this season. I'll uh, be binning oh, them if that happens. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Do you Just... want some more money, Ben? Do you want some more money? You know what you need to do. Hand those dice over to Lewis immediately. What? Well, uh, that's the point, though. I mean, what do you? Is there anything you feel like that's gone wrong, Lewis? To be honest, I think I've tinkered too much. So at the start of the season, off the back of last season, I thought, right, I'm going to switch from wingers to wing backs. Tried that, didn't get the right players in, that messed about. I've since tried to go back to wide mids, that hasn't worked. And then this week, I say it with, <laughs> with a bit of uh, trepidation as well, but I've, I've bought a couple of real, real quality wing backs in to hopefully hopefully try and hopefully get back on the yeah hopefully turn it around i mean i bought a player back uh last week from reese a player that i used to have called martinez i think he's going to slot in quite well at sweeper 
Um, and then I'm just hoping that those small tweaks might change the fortunes around. At the end of the day, you've only got to be the fourth worst team in the league. That's all you've got to aim for. <laughs> like, that's all I'm aiming for at the minute, you know? <laughs> I like that. That's a positive outlook. That's a positive outlook. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to um, the scouted games this week. Um, whilst you you guys get your your thoughts together on yours, I'll, I'll quickly run through mine. I scouted uh, West Division Two, uh, LASK Linz versus Fortuna Sittard. Um, I've gone for this because uh, I thought this would be a massive battle. Linz are doing really well; they're right up there, and obviously, you know, Mark speaks for himself. Yeah, with his record in in UE and. Um, yeah, and you know what? It was one of these ones where I couldn't pick who I thought would win, and I thought Sitard might. If I had to pick a side, I thought Citu- uh, Fortuna Sitard, Mark Rowan's side, would maybe just nick it. But it ended up being as close as I thought it was. It finished one all, uh, very even game. Um, Mark just shaded possession with fifty one percent shots on target was shaded by Linz. Uh, Mark's got a few more offside, uh, got caught off- offside a few more times. Uh, by the tactical side from Linz. Um, but it was a really, really close game. Um, two teams that play very contrasting styles, though, uh, uh, with uh, Fortuna playing a, a sort of a 5-3-2 with wing backs and wide forwards up top. Linz playing the sort of almost standard 4-5-1 formation now. And it, it's it's interesting to see the sort of the, the tactics they try to play here. I think... Linz definitely tried to stifle the play of uh, of Sittard. Um, and but the, the amazing thing is 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 the stats were incredible throughout. I mean, you're talking high mid 80s, 90s. Sittard uh, had uh, both their wing backs hit 90 percent. Uh, sweeper got 89 percent. Uh, left forward got 90 percent. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal stats. Uh, and it sort of came down to. In the end, the 49th minute, Brookers uh, uh, time to time to pass to perfection, split the defence, and uh, Suerhaus, the left forward, gave the, got the first goal for for Fortuna Sittard. So they took a one nil lead in the 50 sorry 49th minute and 61st minute. Linz equalised. Postima controls the ball, plays in a wonderful cross, and it was volleyed home by Jara. Cracking, cracking draw there. Yeah, I, I, I thought that went exactly as I thought, Daryl. Um, yeah, I mean, you you might keep an eye on these sort of guys above you. Um, uh, yeah, you probably more more so than I would. But um, I yeah, I just saw it as second versus fourth. If, if someone wins, they're going to be going top. Uh, I thought it was a great one to keep a look at. Yeah, keep an eye on. And it, yeah, it finished as a draw. It's finished as close as I thought it would be. Does it? Uh, does it? Looking at the league though, I mean. Uh, Salzburg are top and they're unbeaten. Danny Lennon's side. Does that surprise you? Mm, no, because I've played a lot of games with Danny. And he yeah. obviously wasn't concentrating on any others, but this one he seems to be the Danny yeah. Lenny, Danny Lenny, Danny Lennon that we know, you know, from other games. Like yeah. he, the Benfica team he created in game 100 was disgusting until I knocked him out the Champions League. <laughs> Um, but yeah. no, like it doesn't shock me that there's one team that he's done well. Well, it does shock me a little bit that it's as tight as it is. I think maybe more so with the way Mark Ronan, Jesse Ben, um, have ripped through <laughs> the other the other two divisions. You know, yeah. you just assumed them to keep ripping it up, but 
Simon's doing bits at Linsk and Danny's doing bits at Salzburg. And to be honest, PSG and Mets ain't a million miles away, you know? No, no. And, and Adam, that, Adam Young's a good manager at Montpellier. He, I mean, he, he's a manager yeah, that could easily yeah. go on a run of five or six games, picking up points, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think they're all still within a shout. And it's good to see maybe that, you know, maybe people would have been a bit fearful that Mark and Jesse were just running away with the whole Western. But I think it shows that they're not, you know? I think, yeah, the, definitely. Um, I think the big surprises in that league are a couple of lads that went down from the Prem. That'd be that's, that's what I was just, yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you, Lewis. I've, I've, yeah, obviously you have you got the experience from uh, the, the Premier League in the in the West, and you know all about it. I mean, yeah, does it does it surprise you big time with how, how they're struggling? A, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I think I think up until about halfway through last season, Marseille were doing quite well, and then I think they just got dragged into it, um, and then ended up going down as well. And, and Monaco. Um, Gibby might be struggling with trying to juggle Champions League games <laughs> then with the league as well because um, he got to the FA Cup final and got in through that route. It might be that he's starting to have a few injuries and bits and pieces there. I think that league as a whole is so strong because you've got mm. a Tess in there, which given their squad, I would have expected to have been a little bit higher. I think Grant's got a decent squad at Gladbach. They're by no means the strongest yeah. squad in there. Um, and Genk got promoted last season, sometimes that momentum, and then take you through to the next season as well. So I thought they might have been a little bit higher, but it's, it is still, what are we, a third of the way through the season now? It could all completely change. Oh, yeah, definitely. We see it last season, didn't we? Uh, what, yeah. what about PSG? I mean, do, do you see them as someone who could bounce straight back up? George has got the squad there to, to definitely do it. Um, it's just whether, I, I think, I think the defining thing in that league, and it's probably going to be a Michael Owen really obvious thing to say, will be their results <laughs> against each other at the top. Yeah. That will essentially make... I think there'll be a few games there which everyone will expect to win. Probably the likes of Hoffenheim. Um, I, I imagine teams would probably expect him to maybe take full points off of Freiburg as well, although Stuart looks like he's doing a really solid job there and and not conceding any goals uh, yeah, at all, hard, but they are struggling. Beat, yeah, um, it, I think it's going to purely come down to their results against each other. And, and sometimes it's not about beating your opposition. It's just about stopping them taking points off of you. Yeah, very true. Very true. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, I'll just quickly go through it uh, just to sort of say, uh, yeah, obviously, like we said, Salzburg are top. Fortuna Sittard and Anderlecht make up the top three. At the bottom three are Vitesse, Hoffenheim and Marseille at the bottom. Uh, results this week, PSG lost 1-0 to Salzburg. That's sort of what keeps them top and why PSG aren't in that top bracket at the, currently at the moment. Uh, Montpellier, who who you just said, uh, uh, Daryl, uh, 3-2 winners over Vitesse. That's a good win. Um, Marseille, Metz drew 2-0. And Alex beat Freiburg 3-0. Uh, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach drew 2-0 with Genk. Linz 1-0 with Sittard. And Monaco lost 3-2 to Hoffenheim. The, the, the thing that will help, like PSG and Mets, is more results like Sittard and Leeds drawing one all. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. when PSG yeah. and Mets need to pick up wins. You know, like Montpellier with those two drawing, that's kept Montpellier in amongst it. You know, it's not anyone's not got away from them. You know, which is uh, which is key. You know, as but isn't, isn't that the isn't this still the wonderful thing of UE when you're looking at a league and you're seeing teams like Salzburg taking put three points off of PSG? 
Yeah, I love that. I always find it fun. Like when you see like a Carlos Tevez at uh, like back in the day, and he would be like <laughs> at, at Bristol City, and then you'd see like I don't know, like Rochdale, you know, beat Man United four 0 in the cup or something silly. It was always that's what I always loved about <laughs> UE. Always yeah. cracked me up seeing that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, so how about you, Daryl? Who did you who did you so scout? I did go back to the UK Prem. I know I did Leicester last week, but I wanted to give a proper bit of attention to what Ben's doing at Leeds. So I wanted to okay. watch his game because he was playing Newcastle. And obviously leads. Newcastle were like, you know, win or bust. It seems to be Jack's attitude to the league, which I think is great for a team going up. Um, Leeds won 3-1. To be honest, it's a pretty standard setup from Leeds. He's not, he's not reinventing the wheel. Um, he's got himself an absolute beast of a target man in Cornelius, like an absolute beast. Um, and his other winger just tore it up. And he had an injury to uh, his a centre-back. And uh, Chris Smalling come on and, again, tore it up. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I think the result, I don't think he would have been expecting it because looking at Newcastle, he's got two 10-speed wingers, real good wingers, and his right and left back were only nines. So my guess is that, you know, having spoken to Ben, I think he was a bit worried just feared what his wingers can do. But I think what he's got at Leeds at the minute is he's got a group together and he's got momentum and he's got motivation. Because like any team that's unbeaten in a league like the Prem, that isn't there by fluke. You know what I mean? To be unbeaten after nine games in that league. Yeah, when you look at that league, to be unbeaten after nine games with the teams that are around him is huge. You know, is huge. and I think with Ben, like he's set up pretty standard. And I think he's, I think most of it is more man management, you know, like keeping motivation, ride the momentum, don't tinker too much, you know, your best 11. And that's what I think is what happened here because on paper, Newcastle have a very, very good team, by the way. Like, cannot deny that what Jack has done there. Now that I've seen the actual team, um, so, you know, what will be interesting in Ben's got, now two defensive injuries and a suspension so he's got three defenders out um yeah that'll be a test of where his motivation of you know maybe spirit of whole team will be i think this will be his first real test on his squad depth you know but yeah he's got cornelius and that target man right now he's averaging 89 scored two goals in this one got this mimic who just tore up newcastle's left-hand side, like left-hand side. Um, yeah, he's a very good team. And as I say, I think it needs to be highlighted that he's very clearly the top goal scorer in the Prem and he's undefeated. And it's a very, very good league. You know what I mean? It like, it's a very Stats. good league. To score 23 goals in nine games and be unbeaten, you have to tip your hat to that. Like, ride that momentum into the ground. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, um, he's... He's close to averaging three goals a game, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. an incredible stat. Yeah. Well, he's got his setup. He's much like we've said before. Like, he knows his best 11. He's got players top of their form. Like, motivation is probably high throughout the squad. Um, So just ride that wave, isn't it? And I think that's what he's doing. Um, And it's working. It's working. As I say, his setup is pretty standard for wingers. And, you know, he's not reinventing mm. the wheel with his tactic. He's, he's tough at the back, keeping pressure, getting it wide, you know, and he's using 
the guy in form, which is his target man. Use that guy, you know? Um, yeah. And the rest of it, you know, his defense is playing really, really well. You know, every center back, both his center backs got injured, but the one that come on got a 94, his fullback got a 91, his anchorman got a 91 on Cornelius' talent tearing out. Lovely. You know, Lovely. What surprises me is I actually thought Newcastle, with the way they sort of win or bust, I thought they mm -hmm. would be more attacking. I thought they would set up more attacking, but they don't. They're not. Okay. They're not as attacking as I thought the way they play. You know, if you look, yeah, one, yeah. one five, lost four, 18 scored, 18 against. It's very Kevin Keegan, Newcastle, you know, shit or bust. Mm. <laughs> I thought he would be all out attack, but he's not really. He's not He's not particularly. He's quite a normal setup. Oh, okay. But they've got any, two, any, two very good teams. Any, any other standout results from this week for you in, in the Prem? Uh, no, not really. It all seems pretty sad. Maybe West Ham losing again to Chelsea, but again, Richard's going through it with his squad, and he like, you know, um, and Celtic and Liverpool. I just, I, I, I think they're almost trouble. It's almost too much, even after nine games. I know we're saying there's still a long way to go. Celtic, I don't think there's any chance. I mean, Joe's got yeah. a lot of work to do there to unpick, and Liverpool. I think his luck's just running out. Neither of them are scoring. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah, say is happening there. It's kind of looking like a possible bra, uh, bar, Johnny and uh, Greg Barr reunion in Division 2 next season, unfortunately. It's, uh, it is looking like that. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't. Well, I mean, again, Johnny could go up, but... The one to watch yeah, for me, other than, than bad. what Ben's really doing bad, at Leeds, probably. it looks like Steve may have his Man United team where he wants it to, which is a scary yes. thing. Yes, yeah. When, once on, Steve's done that, you know, we know what Stephen Oliver can to manage, like, and they seem to be on it. And I'm sure Amir is loving it. Like, you know, it's more competition. Like, it's a tough, tough league. So that's why I wanted to get, go back to it because I think for Ben yeah. to be unbeaten with them teams around him is uh, tip your hat. Tip your hat, definitely. And what we have to remember is Amir's had no rises, so... Yeah, yeah, and he's still in a... No, no rises. Amir would want that. Really Amir, Amir doesn't shy away from a challenge. He enjoys it. But he's not going to shy away from that challenge. Um, no, no, definitely not. Definitely and not. And Tot Tottenham on a good run, obviously beating Faddy as well. They've won last four. Sorry, what was that? Tottenham. That again? Tottenham beating Brighton. Yep. The only time the Terry will Brighton. actually cheer Tottenham, I'm sure. <laughs> so just just to confirm that Daryl Tottenham beat Brighton yeah they did they cool. did okay lovely, lovely. <laughs> just want to make sure <laughs> who did you check out Lewis so I had the I'm Madrid lucky derby. you as well didn't you <laughs> um, Madrid derby this week Real Madrid oh. at home to Atletico Madrid um, from your league Terry um, yeah, yeah. obviously Clash of the Titans Real Madrid won the league in season one I think semi-finalists the Champions League last year, obviously against Martin, who Ooh. top of the table, um, and Champions League winners last year. And I think the biggest surprise for me was looking at this was how both set up because both, when I've scouted the teams in the past, have got uh, their ways of setting up traditionally, um, and people that follow their games would be able to see those. But uh, Real Madrid went with a four-three-three this time, um, and Atletico. Um, had a, a four-five-one sort of system on the go. Um, won't go into tactics, but it, Real were very offensive in comparison to their counterparts um, and shaded the stats. But the, for me, the standout performer, although Felix got man of the match in a goal, um, Jimenez at centre back, he got a ninety rating. But there's about three or four lines of commentary where he's intercepted the ball, he's read it properly, 
and it just seems as though he's like completely snuffed out anything that Real Madrid had to offer. Um, Real possibly a little bit unlucky there in injury in the first half, but Jesse that came on played better than the guy that he'd replaced, so I don't think that's a massive miss on that front. Um, mm-hmm. But just generally, I, I think it's just a, a really, really solid result for Martin, um, yeah. and it's a terrific away performance, looking at it on the face of it, because um, he, just, he just absolutely... He he did exactly what he set out to do in terms of um, stopping Real Madrid from playing, really. Yeah, very much so, and it's it's weird as well because I, I mean, like uh, I mean, if you go back to sort of turn five, Real Madrid was second. That's the thing. They won't be saying you were fourth it's bottom. Nuts. Now you're fourth, yeah. and Real Madrid yeah, are now fourth bottom. Like, fourth and bottom. that's been it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. like it's how and quick that's, that's you know. It. Yeah, and that's why I would never like yeah. I, I would never sort of like even even not now I wouldn't say anything about like Ben, say with with Real Madrid because the, he could easily with the team he's got he could turn that around in three turns. So he's only uh, be, five points from you. He was. It's only five yeah, points exactly. from you. That's that's nothing. Exactly. Yeah, it's two wins. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Three, three three wins and he's easily second. Yeah. Well, no, he depends well, on Barcelona. He'd be, be that Madrid. He's, top he's six right or seven. Easy. He's in the mix, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's in yeah, the yeah. mix. Yeah. It's a crazy league, man. A- anyone can beat anyone on their day, um, other than you know, Banksy at the moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, thing, sorry, the thing with Martin, well. when, when Martin's got a focus, oh, like he said, like he wants to win the league this year. When Martin's got a focus, he's he's a scarily good manager. You know, yeah. When he's got so. that focus, like I played a game. You know, he wanted to win the World Cup with England, beat me in the final. Um, wanted to do that. When he wants to do something. And that gets all Martin's attention. He's a scarily good manager. Very true. Very true. Sorry, Lewis, go on. Yeah, so I, I was just going to say, the, the, the thing that I see interesting from that league is there's a lot of teams on like, bad runs at the minute, or what you can bad runs. I mean, look, just looking down the league, Bologna haven't won in three, but they're still, what's that, sixth in the table. But, like Benfica not won in three. Atalanta, three losses on the bounce. Real Madrid, like we've just alluded to, four without a win. Um, and then Napoli, who've got one draw in the last five and then the rest of the defeat. So it's, it's a, there's so much movement in the league at the minute and it's, it's just around that form, I think. And I think so much of that league is going to change, obviously, between now and the end of the season. Like, you just wouldn't want to call anyone to, to go down or to sort of finish in the top five. I mean, even taking Ross sort of second bottom at the minute, he's taken four points from his like sorry, for five points from his last four games. That's yeah. not necessarily relegation form. And, no, no, no. Like, given how he started the season, like it's picked up massively. No? And, so it's, and that it's, win was against Real Madrid. So, I mean, he yeah. can beat good sides. He's so got a very good team. I think it was just a shock, a shock to the system maybe of him going up. You know, I think that's all it was, like getting his head around the league. But it's shown, as you say, you know, he's got five yeah. points from four games, which for... The team he has, it's very, very good. But it's scary, yeah, though, you know, scary good, scary. The, the sort of um, the the outs, the standout performers for me at the minute, is obviously aside from Atletico, who again unbeaten similar to Leeds that we were talking about, Tafe with Joey, like sat third in the table, two points off the top. He's not conceding any goals. It looks like he might be struggling for a few goals, but then there's not a massive amount of goals around in the league by the looks of it on face value. Um, but third, with having just come up, I think it's an amazing achievement mm. so far. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and he didn't mention me there when he was going to say standout performers. So could we cut him? Uh, yeah, we, I, got, uh, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Just you him. had your time to shine last year. <laughs> Pipe down. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thanks, very Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry. Can I can I ask as well? I mean, is there any any other results this week that stood out for you? Uh, touched on Ross. So yep. um, Ross getting a draw away at Bologna. Dan Padden's Bologna. I think was a really solid result. That Brilliant game was result. nil nil. Um, I think Getafe beating Juventus, I think, is a really big result as well, because, again, that was away from home. Um, Terry, I will mention your result in this. Again, an away win. I don't, you know, you can't I just, I think I, I'm win. shocked that Atalanta have been shithoused, you know? Poor Atalanta just clearly been shithoused, haven't they? By some, <laughs> some fucking Jay wannabe has just gone to their ground <laughs> and shithoused him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew, that you had to go through that, man, but, you know. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. The Lisbon bus rolling into yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's the little the mini bus that comes from Benfica through Lisbon. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, it was not having you on, Lewis. <laughs> it must be a Portugal thing, Daryl. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think it yeah. must be. We look like buses. It. Yeah, look, look at all them drawers. <laughs> Fuck it out. Yeah, there's no goals there. Highest team scoring is Barcelona with 20. You know, like, um, and like the rest of you, there's no goals, is there? You guys just you know fucking tight as a nun. I've, I've, I've scouted a few leagues and I feel like a lot of teams set up a particular way that suits their players, let's say. And that's good. That will work most of the time, you know, setting up that way. Um, for me in the sub, Southern, a lot of teams either park the bus sometimes or play the five at the back, which is hard to break down at times. Or they're very tactically on point. Yeah, they well, know how to. On how point to is team. code for boring. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, eh? Possibly, mate. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like to be more. Ex- I try to be expressive um, in, in the way I like to play football. But uh, yeah, sometimes you know, like, Listen, I, like, more I mean, expressive. You score two goals away. You score five away from home. All right, and come to me about expressive. You can do that in the Premier League. We have a chat, son. <laughs> <laughs> go, go do that against Leverkusen, and we will have a chat. No, no, yeah. you've done really well, man. You've done really, really well. All right. Anyway, we're, we're gonna t- uh, yeah. We're f- thanks again, guys, for for that. Anyway, but uh, we're gonna move on to the topics this week. So. Um, it's been brought up uh, to talk about again, Daryl, which is a uh, ten speed. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh come on, you're joking me. No, 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 no. Uh, essay, essays this week. Um, so oh, okay, I, I had I had spoken to Ben recently and just talking. I just randomly asked him, yeah, how would you feel about the essays in the game? And this is something because I, I wanted a bit of interaction with him to sort of refer to at times during yeah you know, when we're bringing up topics something when it's when it's relevant it'd be nice to have a little bit of a uh bringing him on and uh, you know just talking about essays and i thought i'd put the question to you guys which is um what ones do you like which ones do you find uh like if you had to pick one that you find particularly effect like is, that's particularly effective other than probably leadership let's say um and ones that are least effective, ones that you you are, especially with the new ones, ones that you're really glad that they've come in, ones that you wouldn't mind seeing go. What what would be, what would be your thoughts on that on the essays that are currently? I mean, especially the new batch. I mean, is there any of them that have stood out for you? I love gamesmanship. Really, mm. shit house. I love it. I put it on my target man who plays up front. 
And yeah. Day, the the free roll behind him, has scored eight goals since I signed him. Five of them are free kicks. Wow. Doesn't okay. even have the free kicks SA. And I know it's because my target man's getting fouled or like winning a foul. And I'm I'm getting free kicks color. And I love it. I love it. It's 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 a way that, you know, has made everyone believe that Jack Greedish is the greatest player in the world, isn't it? Playing that way. So <laughs> um, I yeah, may as well do it too. Oh, don't don't get me started on that because I I don't see it. I don't see you being able to fall over make you the greatest player ever. I just, but it, that's a conversation for another day. I'm guessing you guys are still a little bit butt hurt, but we'll we'll wait. Um, but no gamesmanship. I love it on a striker. I absolutely love it on my striker. I put GSI gamesmanship. He's either going down or he's putting it top bins. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> story, of your, story of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. But for me, it depends on the permission. I like determination on my defense. I like yep. composure and stuff in my midfield. And I've really enjoyed having gamesmanship up front. So it depends on what position I'm looking for. Okay. How about you, Lewis? Just, just to take Daryl's point there, Daryl, have you seen any negatives from the gamesmanship one? Uh, interesting, yeah. No, yeah, I haven't. I, mean, I haven't yet. Like, no, like okay, so he's on four disciplinary points after 12 games. Pretty standard. To me. That's, that's not terrible. That's not bad. Yeah. No. So no. I, and, and considering he's probably got high aggression as well, like nine or ten. Ten. Uh, that's not too bad. but. Yeah. I, so interestingly, on the gamesmanship one, I used to love that. And then in a real high-pressure game last season, it might have been last season, I sent a forward that had it, um, got sent off for an elbow. Um, where, so for me, at that point, I was, no, not for an elbow. He swore at someone. At that point, <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this gamesmanship anymore. That's, that's why I I try and stay away from that. I just wanted to see if you'd had any experiences. Like no, that, so when that... did we have Percy on the show? So I signed this Armstrong oh, no, 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 no. when Percy was on because he had this guy in reserves and he ticked every box right. and he had it on already. And I know there was some um and ahs about people thinking, oh, his gamesmanship good. But I went for it. I could say I don't recall Armstrong ever being sent off and I've had him nearly two seasons. And he's got Ted aggression. And he's got Ted aggression. Okay. But again, I think good. it's the way I play. Like, he's not there to score. Like, okay, he's starting to now because he's won a few penalties. His confidence has gone up, and I've had free kicks and penalties maybe every game since I had a chat with him. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, he hadn't scored in five. He's now scored eight and seven. And I literally, I did the karma confidence thing, and he scored eight goals in the next seven games. See, for yeah. me, I've, I've found the newer ones a bit more relevant than the older ones i mean i, I haven't had genius yet so uh and i haven't really i've had a play with nos but i didn't keep for long i swapped him on fairly quickly um so i don't i couldn't really speak with any authority or well with any knowledge sorry um on those but i really i've really liked reliability i've mm -hmm. really liked it on defenders uh i think they've been solid like my entire back line even uh i've just brought in gerard pk this week he he's got uh, height and reliability so i'm hoping he's gonna be similar my goalkeeper's got reliability but again it's not what i've been putting on players it's that they've come in with it um uh, i think the only one i, I did probably put it on was my, one of my wing backs i, I changed he had resilience and flair and it's like i want to i want to get rid of one of them and put this reliability so the whole back line's got it 
and it's like one had to go and I thought you know what I, I I can I can afford to lose the attacking side of with flair and just have resilience so then yeah I've got he's not going to make mistakes and he's not going to get injured so I'm kind of covered a little bit extra there um yeah I've, I've really liked reliability I thought that was like one of my favorite ones um yeah I, I think probably I probably would go there I mean what have you, have you guys had any any experience with that any other the other new ones I mean uh yeah like we say you've got resilience you've got reliability uh nos genius uh, any of those um only genius i had with suarez um for a bit and again it was did it ever show up though in, in commentary did you ever read any of the commentary and be like he's it, it, it sort of stands out that he's done something due to his genius um no but maybe i was <laughs> expecting it because it was suarez so maybe some of it was to do with that but because it was him i, I think maybe i overlooked it that makes sense. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was less you know visible. I, mean? like, I think it was because it was the visible. name. Yeah, because it was the name. Yeah. The stuff I was reading, I could like envision. I could vision him doing. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. maybe I didn't pay much attention to it. But again, he yeah, set so he, he set up a lot. He took all my corners. Every corner I had was him. Every free kick I had was him. Everything seemed to go through him. So I'm assuming that was something. Yeah, see, this is the interesting thing because I've, I, I, this is where the topic came from. Again, it was like from someone else who wants to remain anonymous about, about like asking about this, the essays and how effective some are and aren't. And I said I'd bring it up on the podcast. And one of the things I, I was trying to get across to him was I said, well, I, I couldn't speak on NOS and Genius, which is what he wanted to talk about. But I said, I wouldn't worry too much because I've got reliability on my defenders. And I don't see that in the tactics. Uh, sorry, in the commentary. I don't see oh, well, he's been reliable here, do you know what I mean? Or he's done something that shows some sort of foot side. To right. be they fair, just you, have you've conceded you know I mean? some shocking been. goals as well. Uh, yeah, that was until I started adding reliability. <laughs> ah. you know I mean? So like like my, um, I, I added it to, so Alori has always been brilliant, right? My goalkeeper was always dropping clangers. That was the shocking goals I was letting in. He was mm. dropping clangers. Got shot of him, brought in this 97-37, who's got 10 for crossing. He's got presence and reliability. He's only conceded one since he's come in. Um, both my wing backs, I, I've put reliability on. Uh, uh, my goal karma player had reliability anyway. He had that beforehand. Uh, Thiago Laurie added reliability end of season one. Um, and yeah, and Ger- Gerard Piquet's just come in and he's got reliability and height, as I said. So it, it yeah, it looks, uh, what I'm seeing though is just performance wise. Do you know what I mean? It, we're conceding less. Uh, we're playing better defensively and the uh, AR uh, match rating, sorry, the MRs are much, much better. That's what I would say. Um, I, I don't particularly see anything in the commentary, but I think it's there. If that makes sense. You've noticed the difference in how your team are playing, even though you're not reading it. So yeah, much. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly what I mean. That's that's yeah. what I mean. I, I'm, see, I'm seeing it. I don't necessarily need to read. Oh, he's exactly. done do, do you need to read it? Like if I've, I've no, got GSA so. on Armstrong and now he's confidence up, he scored eight and seven. I would assume that's GSI kicking in. Uh, they yeah, scored yeah. five free kicks in them last seven games, and I would expect that gamesmanship to be kicking in. So, yeah, maybe it's just the team thing. Yeah, I, I think it's just subtle, isn't it? It's more within the game. It, like the commentary you see is reflected because of the essay, not... Maybe there needs to be a new one with how to win for Ajax. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the essay for the manager. Yeah. yeah. 
A special, a special essay for the players so they don't get depressed in yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> He started to realise why we invited him on, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I step in. I step in for the takeaway, man. And then I get, like, the abuse instead. It's fine. I'll take it. How about you, though, Lewis? I mean, are there any standout ones you like, you don't like, that any of you would avoid, (laughs) other than the obviously negative ones like uh, injuries and that? Yeah, Uh, please tell us so we could avoid them so we can keep rid of them. A couple of points on this. People see like ego as a negative, but I think if you've got it on a decent player that's in your first team, I actually see it as a positive because it says that their performance improves as long as they're comf- uh, confident. I mean, yep. that's, that's one thing. Um, I've loved pro since it's been introduced because you get a player that's that... That's been a good one. Yeah, you get a player that maybe might be a reserve or a substitute that you can't guarantee games and actually they'll stay motivated if you can take that on. And then... Just a theory I've got around NOS would be the other thing. So in similar way that we've got free kicks and it apparently makes the player better as a free kick taker, is there a suggestion that NOS only applies to penalties? Because you've got GSI that gets the player into the right position so they've got more chance of scoring. But NOS is apparently nerves of steel. Well, actually, is that just going to be in a penalty environment? I yeah, know. I say I, I I wondered. I'm very similar to you there, Lewis. I wondered if it's like clutch moments. So like you you're thinking, ninetieth minute. You know, if 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 a lot. Yeah, you, you if you had a player say on the bench with Nos, I would be thinking I want to sub him on the last ten minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if something's going to happen, I want that. Per, I want nerves are still there. But also something you said there about uh, ego and being positional. I wonder if it's the same what Daryl's saying with with gamesmanship. Now we're sort of talking about it. maybe. Gamesmanship works for an attacker, but maybe against a defender? I don't know, because I, I had a defender season one. He's with PSV now, Lee's PSV. Uh-huh. He had height and gamesmanship. And actually, he was amazing. Um, oh, right. Okay. It was, like, he always had really high ratings, never had any issues with um, like, suspensions. Pulling shirts like and bookings. Yeah. And... No, oh, no okay. issues with anything like that from the time that I remember playing. But doesn't gamesmanship um, make them more sneaky at that stuff? So I wouldn't expect yeah. it. If they were good at it and it's working well, I wouldn't expect yeah. them to be caught if they've got gamesmanship. No, yet. see, I, I'd expect them to do it, but maybe, maybe occasionally get caught out. Like like there's yeah. that possibility that they might like... like I would said, feel you know, like, like that, it that, would that lower, lower that chance. That's what I feel. No, I, it, I would. Say it's yeah, at 50%. Away with it. I feel that gamesmanship would knock it down to 30%. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, like, for me, it'd be like he's less likely to, you know, like, players will, will do it often and they get booked and all that. Like, he's less likely to, but if he's going to get booked, it's probably going to be a red rather than a yellow. Like, but very rare, very rare. But or yeah, if he does it, he doesn't get the booking to it. He can talk his way out of it or yeah, something along yeah, those that's, lines, you know? Yeah, that, that's, that sounds quite, quite an interesting take on it. Yeah, it's, I quite it's like It's basically that. the uh, Sergio Ramos essay at the end of the day. Isn't it? <laughs> he's a yeah. shit isn't he? Oh, he's the best, though, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. After the final, I think Chiellini's up there, isn't he? Fucking weasel. Come on, uh, man. What was he supposed to do? 30 seconds on the clock. The boy's done him. Mate, he's gone. Any other league, any other game but in what, the world. Okay, he's, would he's, it have changed the outcome with 30 seconds to go? He didn't take a felt, penalty. I would have felt happy. You guys' legs happier. were gone. 
Like it just feels like you're just trying to we'll pin your it. hopes on. We'll get, we're yeah. gonna get okay. to it. We're gonna okay. get to that. Yeah. Okay. The Welsh okay, enemy's right. kicking in a little bit. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah. We can we can hear we can hear those we can hear those sheep's crow crowing in the yeah. fucking background. Um, yeah, but uh, just carrying on with this this quick discussion on hmm. um, essays. But uh, one uh, idea that was put forward by Steve, uh, the column manager, he said, uh, "What about ENF for enforcer? Needs eight aggression and ta- uh, tackling." Intimidates the opposition, but looks after inexperienced players. Liable to get booked, though. That's an interesting one. That's a, yeah, that's an intriguing one. For mm. me, that's... A, I don't know. Is that... Like, I like it, and I can imagine that being almost like the Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira style Yeah, one. that's what I was thinking when he said it. And do you know, do you know what else you could do? Not you own, could, not whatever only... their age, you could make them... They could mentor someone with that essay. Doesn't matter what yeah, age they yeah, That'd yeah, be really good. Like, yeah, that's good. And you know what, as well, I, I think not only, like, I think it's a great idea what Steve's put here about mm. looks after inexperienced players, but I think also exposes opposition inexperienced players. Yeah, if you're playing one. Roy Keane. Yeah. That's one thing I always remember, like, Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira. You come up against someone who's inexperienced, they give them a fucking nightmare. Absolute yeah. nightmare. Well, you, you know, the, co- the shout. cocky new kid on the block, and that guy just comes in, crunches you after 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> 20 which, minutes in just which is you know what happens there. yeah just give him a kick straight in the nuts and jog on yeah yeah imagine yeah, yeah. that coupled with like either gamesmanship or determination <laughs> that's doing some damage i actually quite like that one i, I like that yeah i like yeah, steve's idea get him on the payroll wouldn't it i like steve's ideas yeah <laughs> yeah he can look up he can be chief uh dice dice uh security or something yeah yeah give him the dice for ben yeah, yeah, he could, yeah, he's got good ideas. We'll get him in. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really good idea, though. I, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely one that appeals to me. I mean, is, is there any that you, anything you would like to see, like not necessarily come up with a, a specific special ability, you know, but is there something you'd like to see tweaked or, or something, an essay to come in and help a certain thing? Well, I, I think for me, I'd like the keeper ones to be a little bit more standout. Um, some, yeah. some more lines, I think, referring to that in commentary. I know that you probably you might be few and far between in comparison to the rest of the playlist going on. Um, but just that they'd be a bit more noticeable would be the thing that I was after, I'd be after. And I think, or selection, possibly on the goalkeeper ones. Um, I don't know necessarily where you'd go with that. You know, you could have like a penalty saver. They're really good from that regard or set piece sort of set piece. Yeah, set piece or something good, like that. Or something like Commander. I don't know. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, how many keepers we see? They can organize better. Organize their their defense and box. Like, you know, a lot of keepers get away with maybe having dodgy hands because they've got their box under like full control. See, that that could be great for a team that's like got a young side, but maybe not quite the judgment you would want, like sevens Mm -hmm. or eights. Mm -hmm. Give you that last line of defense against commanding at the back. Judgment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. I could go along with that. And I it could, it, something like that could link quite well if you had, say, offside trap and in front of them, um, because then he's telling them to make sure that they're holding the line or, or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ben would explore that. He would do all of the jumbo jumbo related to it, but that's my idea. Yeah, I, I'd like something as well. Like, uh, I think something a bit more. So for me, like free roles, they tend to play very like tactic essays uh, wise. I think they're very they work similar with uh, wide forwards, and I think maybe something a bit more stand out for them. I mean, I know gene for me genius is I see that more as like a playmaker, 
for me, I think. Um, I'd like to see something for free roll, like someone who, I don't know, you could, could exploit the gaps and exploit space and drive at defences or, do you know what I mean, something like that or, so, you know, something other than genius, but something, uh, yeah, I don't know, something like that. I can't can't put my finger quite on it, but I'd like to see something a bit more stand out for free rolls because I think most people are going to probably go Flare or GSI or maybe Composure. It's, it's It feels it's either like sort of similar to a Playmaker or similar to a wide forward, how people set them up. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see something just a bit different. It'd be nice to see some different essays. Like most teams, you look at the defenses, they've got similar essays across them, midfield, similar essays, and then the attackers have all got similar essays. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see some, a, a few standout ones, I think. Don't know what you guys reckon. Yeah, definitely. I haven't really thought about it. I'd like maybe something, yeah, like for the free roll other than flair, maybe something like, I don't know, maybe genius is it, you know, like genius hmm. on a free roll, maybe with some flair. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, I think genius yeah. should stay what it is. It should be. Uh, so I, I look at it how I'd like to see ten speed, where it is, it's it's for relevant players who should have that. Um, get away for ten speed quickly. Uh, so, but um, it, it, uh, yeah, but I'd, I I think what we was talking about in prior prior podcast, Daryl, about like slow defenders. I think what what you just said there, though, uh, Lewis, that that would probably help as well with a commanding goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would. It that could would. be a bit more support. It would be like sort of you know, like where people like to play offside trap with defenders, and then now you've got sweeper keeper to support that. Yeah, I think if you're playing slower defenders, commanding goalkeeper would help that. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. But then I, I guess there would be an argument to suggest that something like leadership, if you had that on a defender, should be doing that. I don't know. Um, It'd save you a lot of points, though, wouldn't it? Like you, yeah. you wouldn't have to put leadership on a centre back. You could just have commander on, yeah, which is essentially the same thing, but something more specific to a goalkeeper. Yeah. Le- leadership four. has been absolutely game changing. Seven speeds. Oh, it has yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. He has made him arguably my best player. Even with yeah. seven speed at the centre back, he is an absolute beast. He's worth two hundred mil. Easily my best player. Just an absolute animal. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't say, uh, couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I signed that Billy Gilmore from. Um, I thought Amir. you were going to say oh. Billy No, mate. I don't know. Why. No, no, it's like, yeah. no that, that is a man. <laughs> no, it's in his, so his one bedroom Billy apartment, no old Billy No, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, sorry, I, I bought um, Billy Gilmore off Man City, and I think when he turned up, he had like 82% AR. <laughs> Which is solid, you know, but then I added leadership to him. He's gone up uh, another OA this week. He's, his value's now 129 million. He's a 101 38 uh, PV playmaker with 10 vision, 10 pass, and 10 control. And he's just solid. He's, he, I think he's had two 89s for me and a 92. Com- com- consi- compare, uh, sorry, considering that his AR was 82 when he joined, mm. he's now hitting pretty much 90 every week and and he's involved in everything i I love it i think it's been it was such a yeah inspired decision at the time yeah i was really chuffed that i had the points and sort of actually thought about it and talked to a few people i think why it's worked for me so like the rest of my back four is all nine speed he's the only seven so i stuck leadership on him and i just feel like Mm -hmm. every he's organized all the little quick fuckers around him is what's made us so good. Yeah, yeah. That's how I've and got that, it in my that's head. That's how I feel. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like Gilmore's like dictating. I feel like he's di- when I read the commentary, he's 
he's dictating the play and, and it's how I want it to be. I wanted him to be come in and be like a proper like Iniesta. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he seems, seems to be doing it. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy. I was, I was like, for once, I'm glad I listened to people because I sort of put it out there. I was like, what do you reckon? Leadership on a playmaker? And a few people were like, yeah, straight away. Yeah, was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's like, yeah, all right, we'll get on that. But, uh, yeah, what's I mean, your... so. Sorry, Sorry, what's your thoughts on, on having more than one with leadership in your squad? Previously, people that I've spoken to said, that's interesting. Does that, does that conflict having. More than one, but then if you think in in terms of like proper football, if you have leaders on the pitch, like the more you have, more effective. To, yeah, it's got to be the better. Yeah. Surely. Shall I do, what, shall yeah, I do I mean, it? I got enough points. I can put leadership on someone. Shall yeah. I do it? Yeah, let's let's do it. We'll just, we'll just fucking go for it. Just because, um, like, is it not like doubling up on a tactic? Would that not be? I don't see it being. I don't see where a negative could be. No, I don't. I wouldn't do I it in the same position. It. Maybe you've got one in defence, one in midfield. Where would be the harm? I don't see how that would cause a problem. See, I, I'm actually, I've genuinely been considering that as well because, I, like I said, I've got leadership on Billy Gilmore and I've been thinking for ages about yeah. this lad. I've got a centre midfielder I've got called Arthur. Uh, he's a 102.37 centre mid with determination and pot. And I've been thinking for weeks about putting teamwork on him because I think, I think in this game, playmakers are deep lying. And uh, for me, centre midfielders, like what I'm reading the commentary in that, they seem like they're box to box. So I think the centre midfielder gets forward more. And he's been scoring for me, Arthur. And I'm thinking teamwork would help that, getting forward, coming back, do it, doing everything. And it's perfect. It's, it feels like it's perfect for centre midfielder. But I have been tempted, tempted by uh, leadership and playing that alongside. But I wasn't sure. And I was going to sort of canvas opinions and stuff like with... Some of the lads on Discord and that, but um, on Discord chats. It makes you getting somebody else to answer it for you, so you don't have to think. Well, no, just sort of like <laughs> exactly what yeah, you man. what Lewis has just done there. Oh, just right, asking, just... has anyone done it? Yeah, you know I think because it's just like if wow. someone, someone said to me, "I've done it and it doesn't work," I'm like, "All right." We just <laughs> ter- ter- Terry's else. taken Ross from season one's place, isn't it? Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, <and they're> winning. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if nothing else, if Gilmore gets injured, you've got a spare captain. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. another good shout. Fair point. Yeah. Fair points. Do it, Tell. Go on, son. Fuck this it. Is temp- this is tempting me now. <laughs> That's all we're going to hear on Discord chat for the next week. Oh, God, yeah. That's why I don't join. Terry loves the sound of his own voice. <laughs> you cheeky fucker. <laughs> of all the people. Of all the people. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, ones like ones to go? I mean, uh, are there some that have gone? I mean, like long throws are pretty, they're pretty much dead anyway. Aren't they? Well, I mean, they don't do nothing, him, but no, I've never seen, I've never seen it as well. Free kicks, I, I used to think I love it, maybe, but maybe I loved shot. it. I, but Day has only got flair on him, he scored five free kicks. Well, do I was gonna say, I, I would in prior games, I would have said yes to getting shot of it because I've never seen it, but then Brozovic was my first play I've ever had actually score with free kicks. But here we go. So, so the free the, the, the free roll I had before day had free kicks and composure because I thought free kicks and composure with Armstrong, with GSI, gamesmanship, easy free kicks every match. Doesn't matter. Didn't really score any. I brought day in, no free kicks. He scored five in 12 free kicks. Love so it. I don't know. Love I don't it. know. Maybe free kick. Maybe it just, again, it's not in the commentary. Does it just mean that they're good at it? You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see, I want to see a team shit house a game and then get someone with long throws right at the death. 
<laughs> toss one in. You imagine that against like some a big T, like I don't know, like 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 an Amir against uh, you know, so much Celtic struggling at the bottom. Long throw, last minute bang, header, game over. <laughs> it'd be fucking sh- Stoke style. Housing. Oh, it'd be horrible. And I think he only brought it in for Rory Delat, didn't he? Uh, it's got to be. <laughs> Do you want to hear? I, I, I tell you a little Dave funny story. Tranmere. Oh, oh sorry, but yeah, Dave Challoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're oh, right. Yeah. yeah, he used to toss them in, didn't he? Funny story. Yeah. I was in detox with Rory Delap's auntie. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you Six go. Six degrees of separation right there. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, I was uh, I was in my first as, detox. As Daryl was going to town on her. She's, I'm Rory Delap's no, aunt. <laughs> she's fucking... She was as mad as a box of frogs. Oh, I love it. Well, she's from Stoke, so I suppose. Yeah, yeah. she was talking to you, so she had to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> All right, well, cheers for that, lads. Uh, I think we're going to go to a uh, jingle free Dave's transfer Woo-hoo! roundup now. Yes, we are. And it's quite a short one. Oh, What's okay. Where's he gone? I've lost it. All right, what's up? Bear with me. Here it is. Right, this week's top cash buy. Lazio spent the most money on a single player this week by landing Mopai. Dynamo Minsk, 94.3 million for cash. He's 24, 39 centre forward with character and has scored three and six. Um, and another big mover was Nastasic from Genoa to Dundee for 85 million. He's 28, centre back and anchor man with leadership for cash. Where are these people? I need to listen more. Uh, this week's top swap deal. Higgs, 2,503.38 playmaker and free roll with Com and Gam and Pot. Didn't last long as Wolves as he went to Brentford for Janai, 2,203.37 free roll, 36 playmaker with free kicks, Com and Pot. Looks like a major deal for Brentford as they've been after a playmaker for a very long time. <clears throat> 27 free transfers, the highest OA being 93 in being one of four players that joined York City for nothing. Busiest club this week. It was the quietest week for a long time. And whilst perhaps not the busiest, it was a busy period of negotiation as Ross at Levante attempts to get his team to a level which can push out a relegation zone. Has he done that with this deal at Lockeren? Headed to Levante from Lockeren is Wallam, 22-101-38 free roll and right forward with GSI and Pot. He was an 86-33 free roll in season one and now he's 101-38. Yeah, it's amazing now. Uh, and Manetti, the big old right back that Matt's team, he's so good. 23, 107.08, 38 right back. And he's like tens in all the right places. With determination apart, he's an absolute animal. Um, going the other way were Arthur, 25, 103.40, free roll with composure, res, and pot. And Myra, 24, 137.00, centre back with leader, determination, and pot. That is a massive deal with four very, very good players. Wow. Yeah, that is yeah. four very good players. Minetti is an absolute beast to get for Levante. And Myra going the other way is a great get. That's a great deal. Uh, the Hammond-Dave Transfer special. Uh, Dave Transfer? Oh. Dave Hammond Transfer special. Portsmouth have managed to sign Dragas. 21, 138 left forward, centre forward with Flair and Pot. In a deal that see Atlanta sign Paolo. 21, 138 right forward with Nos and Pro and Pot. Both teams feeling the players joining suit them better than the ones leaving. Both have nine speed with Dragos having the slightly better untradeables. And join us next week for an exclusive interview from the next completed package deal. We can't wait. 
Dave, you're a shit. <laughs> Over him already. You Package know deal. Yeah, he's got, uh, he's what's got like, about? He's got like it's an something, interview. Is something, something, something been going on? I'm gonna uh, lose. I'm gonna lose my email. <laughs> such a shit house, isn't he? Wait till I beat you to the lead, uh, then see uh, how yeah. fucking shit house you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! All right, let's uh, let's finish up then with the. Uh, I'm gonna do the top five, and then we've got a couple of questions for you guys from uh, the forum. Lovely. Uh, well, from the community, sorry, uh, but most of them have been taken from the forum anyway. But uh, yeah, number five, sad news. Uh, in darts, Andy Fordham, the BDO world champion for 2004, passed away, known as the Viking. I, I I thought I'd bring that up because you know I I used to I know PDC is always the best but I, there was always something about watching Lakeside back in the day and I used to really like him and there used to be a guy called the Count Ted Hankey and I used to like watching the pair of them and yeah it was it's I just thought it was such a shame that like he passed he's only fifty nine but yeah, yeah I thought, I thought I'd bring that up I mean it's, he's also one, once it? been thirty one stone and has had on and off problems the last few years yeah I, I, yeah well he said he he, he he had organ failure and then it said something else someone like he, he was well known to drink 24 bottles of lager before he went on stage oh, wow. like, oh, okay i can get it <laughs> so he's, he's, he's a yeah tw- 24 beers before matches did lose 16 stone though wow. like he did harvey's like he was 31 stone at one point that is incredible though that yeah wow. do you know what i was gonna say i, I saw though the later pictures of him and he actually looked like he was doing really well yeah, he was. Comparatively, he was. yeah. Because, yeah. like, and there was an interview. I think he was, you know, really scared of dying and stuff. Um, and he had, uh, he got COVID as well, didn't he? I think last year. It was, yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I think it was January, actually. Um, and that, and that's, I think, scared him. But sometimes maybe when you lose the weight, you just, you just can't fight it all off, can you? But, yeah, it's very sad. Like, he's a legend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and and yeah. No, unfortunately, sometimes you you lose those, don't you? I mean, I I always felt, yeah, I always felt that way when you lose. I I always remember when we lost uh, Carlos Reyes. Uh, oh, sorry, what's his name? Uh, yeah, the lad we used to have for uh, Arsenal, uh, Jose Reyes. Uh, yeah, and he he died. Oh, that was such a fucking shame. I mean, real real young as well. Jesus Christ, not good. But uh, moving on swiftly anyway to sort of happier things anyway, sort of. Uh, number four in F1, George Russell. I know you guys like your F1, so I thought we'd mm-hmm. bring this up. Uh, set to join Mercedes, leaving Williams. Daryl, Williams fan? I this, this, this is a no-brainer. That's it? Yeah, completely. But, oh, my God, he can't stay. He can't stay where he is. Like, Russell, uh, yeah. Williams are just, um, they're, they're just too far away for someone of his capabilities. And he's an absolute fucking beast. You know, like George Russell, for me, potentially could be like the next big star. You know, he's that good for me. That good. Oh, who who do you think is going to replace him at Williams? Oh, whoever's got money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's literally it. Um, yeah, but like the, whoever's the, got I, decent sponsors. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm not. I, I haven't watched F1 for for donkeys. Um, I think probably back in, back in the days of Schumacher is when I, I used to watch it, but. I, um, Mercedes, yeah. does, does this mean he's pairing up with Hamilton? Yeah, and do you know what? Like, yeah. I okay. wouldn't hate maybe Bottas goes the other way. I can see I, that. I, I, I could, could see it. Yeah. You know, he could be exactly William, William's what struggling we a bit. Could, could, but yeah, think, like that. Bottas ex- might go bigger. No, I think Bottas could go and be a star. I mean, number one, we're, we're getting better. Like, still a very long way from where William should be. It's been a fucking nightmare. 
But maybe Bottas could just be that guy that puts a little bit more attention on it. Maybe fine tunes a little bits and pieces. See, this, this I is where I find that. it weird when you're talking to about how Mercedes work because it feels like like uh, talking about Arsenal these days. It's like I remember yeah, during the war, but I remember like Mercedes being the Dons. You know what I mean, I, I watched it back mm. when it was Damon Hill, Jack Villeneuve, uh, even Senna was there. Yeah, you know, obviously up until he passed, but um, and, and then obviously you know, uh, yeah, I mean, Nigel Mansell. Uh, it's incredible team, weren't they back in the day and uh, just dominant. Uh, exactly. Like, like, money. Yeah, because we're stuck race, with we got this Latifi guy who is a god awful driver, but he brings twenty mil to the team. Yeah, you and know, and we have to keep him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he brings well, money he? with Force India. Mm. Yeah, he brings money. Um, but yeah. yeah, to answer your question, there's a few I'd like. I'd like Bottas maybe to come. Hulkenberg might be another one. Gasly could be one, but I can't stand Gasly. Daniel Kayak could be an option. Um, yeah, is he the one that everyone gets be. pissed off of? Apparently all, all the drivers hate one particular driver lately. Ah, that's it? Mazepin. He's a prick. Oh, Mazepin. Uh, yeah, because I saw one of, the, was it one of the actual uh, like owners of one of the team or something like that that like, gave him like a spinning top or something. That's, that's his own team principal. So that's um, <laughs> Gunther Steiner. He, yeah. Basically, Mazepin's been renamed on the circuit to Mazespin because I think for the first three races... He spun out in every practice and every qualifying session and barely finished the race. And he's 20th. He's last on the grid all the time. And when he gets lapped, he doesn't get out of the way. It's so frustrating to watch that he's literally there to piss everyone off. <laughs> so, but does that not add a, like, a little bit of entertainment value, a bit of laughter to it? Or is it, is, is it just too, too against the grain? I mean, it's like having... For everyone else... It's probably funny, but it would be like Arsenal signing me to play up front for him. That's kind of what it's like. <laughs> oh dear! But no, Williams. Like... We'll we'll end up with with what's that kid's name? Dan Tictum. Fuck. I hope. Nick, the, okay. the regs next year should make it quite interesting because it should level it out a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. And that's why everyone's saying that Bottas might, would, would he see that as a step down? The regs might not make any team see less unappealing. Anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, another one that you can't, you guys kindly handed me for more, more conversation on F1. Number three, uh, Lando Norris has struggled apparently since getting mugged after uh, the UEFA Cup. Uh, well, UEFA sort of UEFA Championship final. Um, I'll go, yeah, let's go to you, Lewis. I mean, yeah, you know more about this. I mean, be interesting to get your take on this. So, like, Norris is a kid. He, I think he's sort of 21 yeah, yeah. or 22 years old, and he's been on the scene, Daryl, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's, this is his third season in F1. Yeah, I think and so. He's, yeah. he's done amazing. Like, he, he drives for McLaren. He's now, like, their standout driver. He's just signed a long-term deal. I think he's going to be there. And he, he's, he's put McLaren years. back into a conversation of, back on the you map. know. Yeah, like yeah, 100%. Ferrari now. Yeah, 100%. Insane. Yeah, yeah. No? Um, and I think he's got three podiums this year. He's the only driver to have scored points in every race. Um, wow. Which it, it, for a 22-year-old to do that is insane. And he's British, so, you know, you get on board. But I, I heard this sort of story last week, and he had a, a prototype watch, which was given to him by some of the sponsors. Um, it's like one of a kind in the world. 40 grand mugged. watch. Yeah, 40k watch. Got mugged after the Euros final. Um, and it's just really, really impacting him from a mental health perspective now. Like he, he's really, really struggling. So over the course of the last couple of days, he's probably about 
and this might not sound a lot to people that don't necessarily watch F1, I'd probably say it's about half a second off of where he should be. Now, when uh, that's big in about... F1 terms. Yes, that's massive. massive. It's massive. Okay? Um, massive. And he did an interview today after the sprint race, um, and they said to him, you know, how are you feeling now? And he literally said, I, I can't talk about it. And he actually walked off at that point. They, it was at the end of the interview. And they sort of said to him, you know, how are you doing after everything in the past week? And he said, I just can't talk about it. And he just sort of like walked after that. It's, it's really impacting him. And I just think mm. there's some scumbags in the world. There really is. Yeah. 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to... Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would have to say, uh, as someone who has been in that situation of you know, you know, being mugged, it's it, it does impact you for a long, long time. Uh, even even now, I would say to to agree. I mean, it, in fact, it, it massively impacted my life more so because I, I was determined that if I was ever going to get sort of held at knife point again, if if my life was really in danger, I wanted to know how to do my best to to get out of it so that's when i started martial arts my sort of like my life in martial arts then uh, and uh, you know and i'm a, i'm addicted to it still um i can't do as much now because my knees are shit but it, it was like and it's nice to know now that if i was in that position where it was like i had to fight to survive i know i could i, I know i could literally do 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 some shit i could do some damage but it's it affects you still because it's like even now i, I can go somewhere and, and yeah, it'd be little things like uh, you get that gut feel. You know, it's just like a gut feeling, like don't, you don't want to go down a certain area because you just it just doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah, and it does bother you. It bothers you for a long, long time. It's tough, especially I can imagine, and it's not to say it's any different, but someone in the public eye as well, where they're constantly sort of being interviewed about things as well. I mean, you, you well, it's more likely to happen it. to you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you guys also touched on it a couple of weeks back when you spoke about the tennis player didn't want to do the interview because it was impacting their mental yeah. health like i think yeah. interviewers and things like that when they're talking to people need to understand they're human and that's that sometimes gets lost that's a big thing that's a big thing it, it's uh, and you know it'll lead us on to like well we, maybe we'll change it up for the number one topic but maybe it's something to go into here i mean like the impact of uh the the, the black england players for england it was just it's just like you said, fucking scum, isn't it? I mean, the way it's disgusting. people. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's a disgrace. Yeah. It's and, nothing, and... like nothing at all to do. I just, I don't understand how they think no, that's and, okay. And... Like it's 2021. It's not 1850 or some stupid shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I just yeah. don't understand where that brain set comes from anymore. Like we have enough available Gutter. to us. We've we've seen enough of what it causes. There's enough documentaries on how the past is and we've learned nothing. Like some people, I just can't believe that can be. It's just fucking filth. That's all it is. It's it just is. filth. There's just no it's space for it. Earth, yeah, it's scum. Like it just absolute bottom of the bottom. Do you know what I mean for me? It's just fucking off. Yeah, awful. and and you know, it's like, but even that annoyed me. Like seeing like um like people saying, "Well, they should be banned from England games." No, they should be fucking locked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a criminal yeah. offense. It's criminal offense. It's a criminal offense. You can't do why that. Why is it any yeah. different? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is it okay is, for is, you is, to type it? They wouldn't have the balls yeah. to go up to any three of go them and the say that. Face. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's okay yeah. because they're behind the screen. Absolutely not. It's yeah, disgusting. and I think Joe, you know if if there's anything good that's come around, it's the way people. Because like I, I Joe, you know I genuinely, genuinely couldn't give a shit. England lost now. I'm so much more invested in are our boys okay? 
I'm so much more invested in that. I mean, like I, I would genuinely right now, if I could go and give Saka a hug, you know I mean, because I, I felt so fucking sorry for him, like missing the pet, and then just to go through that through some see it's that bit like first brain of all, dead retarded scumbag. He had the balls to deal with that shit to go up and take yeah. his first ever penalty yeah. in a first team game. Like he had the balls to be like, yeah. I can do that. I don't think anyone should have let him, but that's a different conversation. I think someone yeah. very much like Roy Keane said. I think someone should have said like your balls, but no. Um, but he had the balls to do that, and then to come off. And go through that. Do you know what I was doing at 19? I was fucking... I think my biggest responsibility was remembering to take the fucking bins out. That kid was stepping up yeah, to take a fucking much. penalty. Pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, d- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then having to go through that... Nah, it's filth. It's filth. And, and it sort of ties it. into something you were saying, Lewis, about like being in the public eye. I mean, these guys give up. I mean, they can't walk down the street. They can't just go into Tesco's and just go you know, shopping or something like that. They're constantly under the spotlight. They're constantly under the radar. They can't just have a, like a normal relationship with someone. They, you know, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know they're obscenely played. People always say that, but I mean, this it doesn't give anyone the right to talk to people the way, yeah, the way it's been going on. I mean, that that shit. I, I, I just think, yeah, just lock the fuckers up. They don't deserve to be on the street, and no, no one wants them. No one wants this gutter trash Millwall, probably like yeah, Millwall fucking fan. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, no teeth and fucking, you know, six cans of Stella in this fridge. Yeah, I mean, just just fuck them off out of it. No one wants them. And the, the, the thing as well is, like, it was an amazing tournament, all foretold. Yeah. Everything that happened on that last day completely all wrong. took the shine off. So you've got... All wrong. And, and sorry, I'm moving slightly away from the, the, the no, 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 discussion, but people breaking into the stadium, like pushing people over that were in disabled areas... And this is like we're apparently serious about hosting the 2030 World Cup, and we want to put a bid in. We'll never not have a for we'll never have not a fucking chance. Like, must be looking at that thinking you can't even organise one game. And and the, I think really disappointing on that front. Everything was fine up until the final. Like we didn't hear I, anything I, about. I do think stuff, though. I do think though is idiots. I do think it was a culmination of really like on our government really bad fucking timing. I mean, you've just basically said everyone can go out on this night when everyone's been in lockdown. You know what everyone's going to do. They are going to go and get fucking wasted. They, they've been locked up for a year and a half. They are going to get shit faced. And you've allowed that and you've allowed them all to go out and do exactly do you know what they should have just kept it like kept it sensible. Yeah, I mean, like outdoor, you know, drinking, you, know, you can't congregate in pubs, stuff. They should have, I don't know, just something sensible. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, they allowed all those people, uh, and like the police as well. I mean, they were fucking shocking. They reckon they hadn't done anything wrong, but I mean, to allow, yeah, the sort of goings on that were going on, and and like the stuff at the stadium as well, fucking shocking. I mean, Absolutely I heard shocking. about stewards taking bribes, let people in through gates, like, all this wow. kind of stuff. And Wouldn't you surprise just think, you, would it? I mean, you just think, like, it's 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 just such a. It's just such a black mark on the entire nation for everything that's happened that day and since. The whole, how people can be be that vicious towards people for missing a penalty based on the colour of their skin is is unreal. Like, I don't know what goes through people's heads. No, I, I don't. I, you know, I've, it's something I've never understood because it's just melanin in your, in your skin. I, 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 I have no idea how... You know, if someone painted you, yeah, if your missus went and painted your walls different colour, you wouldn't go and punch the fucking wall, do you know what I mean? Because it's a you know, wrong shade or something. I, I just I just never understood race. It's the thickest, lowest fucking thing I can I can possibly imagine. 
it's it's absolutely retarded. But um, yeah, yeah, I think we'll move on. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the England final with number one in a minute. But number two was uh, the Fury versus Wilder fight has been postponed. Number three has been postponed after Fury tested positive. Coincidentally, though, he was seen in public six days later, which is a bit shit, really, if true. Um, but it's been rescheduled for October. Do we ever think we're going to see the showdown? Fury versus Joshua. I'm starting to lose hope personally. What do you guys think? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Usyk did some damage to Joshua. Joshua. I, I, think, Joshua. I think he beats him. I think he beats Usyk, him. Usyk can do some damage. I also think yeah. that um, I wouldn't be surprised if Fury's actually unfit, which is why this has been dropped in there um, to try and get a little bit more time. But that's the cynic in me. Yeah, it's, it feels like something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all bullshit. I don't think we're going to get the fight that we. Want. <laughs> all right, and uh, number one, finally. Uh, there you go. Oh, go sorry. on, Daryl. England lethal. Go on, you can announce it. Go on. You do. You lose it to Italy <laughs> on penalties. At the in the Euro final. Right, let's, let's, do you, let's, let's do you know what? Though, before I, think, I, before think I have the banter, important thing. I think before I have the banter, I have to. Credit where credit is due. Southgate has had a plan all through this tournament. Even though most people have doubted his decision-making, it's worked perfectly. And then I think he changed how he approaches games in that final. I think his subs, which have normally been on point, were shit. I think some of the decisions he's made in that game, game management, even though scoring early, was a lot different than he's done in other games. And I think the choice of penalty takers with the time that he gave them was wrong if it's on him. Oh, and I poor. don't think he hasn't been like that all tournament. And I feel like he changed himself and his approach wrongly. Okay. Can, can I jump in, Lewis? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. Just, just so I get it off my... I, I, think, I think he was massively i think what he achieved was massively overrated in some ways and let me say why i think croatia haven't got a striker they've got a great player in luka modric they haven't got a striker they're not a, they're not a great and they're team. old they're very uh, old. And we, uh, yeah and we beat them fair enough beaten one nil scotland didn't do much we played terrible against them uh scotland were more up for it and to be fair i think on the face of things you could probably make a good case that scotland should have won that game could if they had a striker funnily enough um, but the the Southampton lad did cause some problems, uh, and then who was it? it was Czech Republic uh, again, not really all that good. And then we got the the Germans who are probably in a, in a transition themselves again. No striker. They're playing Serge Gnabry through the middle. Uh, Timo Werner had a terrible season really for him. He's completely off form. The Ger- the Germans in, in just in total they're just a mess at the moment, and, and they're going through a transitional sort of thing at the moment. And then we had Ukraine who are shit. Uh, and then we played Denmark, who are basically, yeah, they were out without their talismanic striker. We just, uh, sorry, a creative midfielder again, like Ericsson. Um, and they were well up for it because of that. I, I'd imagine that partly because of the Ericsson thing as well. Um, yeah, and we, so basically we got through to the final very luckily. I don't think like we ever played, we never played sensational football. We were organized, we were compact, we were hard to beat. That's That's my takeaway from it. I don't think we were that great. We went into the final. I was hoping we'd win. My heart, my heart was saying yes. My my head said no chance, and and pretty much proven why because you know he tried to 
he showed in the opening 15 minutes what we should have been doing. When, yeah, what you, you, tried should, to, you, know. you tried to shut up shop from like 10 minutes in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, as soon as we you got know. the goal, um, you know, and I think you know you had Harry Kane dropping, dropping deep. I mean, like, but no one's putting pressure on their defenders. I mean, Benucci and Chiellini had a, had a field day. You need, and they're like seventy-one years old combined. Exactly. You, you know, made them look not... like Italy's biggest danger man. Exactly, uh, and yeah, you should have. Jo- jo- me personally, I would have dropped. I, I think Mount done nothing for me the whole whole tournament. I think Foden was more. I know he was injured for the final, but I think he was more impressive. Grealish was more impressive. When, yeah, when he came. See, on that, see that's where I, I think it's got to be on Southgate a little bit. Like I don't get it how has, Mount stayed on the pitch so I, long. I have no idea. Um, I don't understand like this, if this Rashford thing... and Sancho were due to take penalties anyway. And yeah. you've already done 110 minutes saying, why not bring them on for 10 minutes to like run at that old yeah. Italian defense? I mean, I, and like, even at like, least get them like, warmed up. I, I don't know. If you, yeah. if you want Harry Kane dropping deep as well, get another striker on there. Let him play the 10 role. Let him play the 10 role, linking yeah. shit up and, and being a, a threat when he goes forward. But I mean, like he had, we, we showed it, didn't it. The only time he had service was against the Ukraine and he scored twice. You can't have a player of his quality and not serve him. He's, See, he's for one me, of the most lethal strikers in Premier League history, and he got no service. What's, what's scary is you guys, like, attacking potential oh, and yeah. players are yeah. up there with some of the best like project like, projects yeah. in, the, in the world, I would yeah. say, yeah. going forward. But you don't play like that. No. You no. don't play I mean, like it, you've it, got all out. this talent up for, going yeah. forward. Like, I don't exactly. understand it. Nah, South, Southgate had a, a set a way he wanted to win it. And I suppose to a degree it works. I mean, you think about yeah. it, the only goal we conceded in the give, final was was the sloppiest dog shit goal yeah. you'll ever likely to see. And the it thing is, he, he's had a plan with what he's got and it's worked. And yeah, okay, you've had quite an easy route, I suppose, with, with others, but you still had to beat them. It's international football. And I think... Yeah. Italy was the first real test because Mancini does have that. Because again, Italy aren't the greatest. Everyone like, oh, they haven't lost in 35 games. Have you seen who they played? Come on. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 28 of them games have been against nobodies. But Macedonia. he's got them like he's got them organized to get a job done. I think I do think the two teams that made the final was right because they have been organized and they have played yeah. well. Yeah. And I think it was right, but I think Italy showed where Southgate still has so much to learn. Not so much yeah, on anyone exactly. else for me. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. For me, uh, the team wasn't right. The in-game management was piss poor. Yes, uh, the, the substitutions was... were piss poor. I mean, like, when it was getting towards the end, you could see Saka. <laughs> like, I, I think Saka's wonderful. I think he's a great person. He's a great footballer. He'll be tremendous. He Absolutely. wasn't having a good game when he came on. He wasn't having a good game. You don't give a penalty. I, I don't care how confident he is. He wasn't playing well. Me personally, if you're going to maybe sub him off and bring on Sancho to take a penalty, yeah, when he he was bringing him on at the time, Mm. yeah, it, yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing, though. Uh, yeah, anyway, let's go, Lewis. What's your take on it? What's your take on the final? (laughs) Um, sorry, we got a bit there. (laughs) No, no, it's really interesting to listen. I think mentioned a couple of points that I would have done, um, as would have said as well. I think the Ukraine game you mentioned where Kane scored a couple of goals, I think he was helped by the fact that there was someone kind of playing in the 10 role behind him, so it allowed him to yeah. push further forward. Um, Southgate has already said that he takes the blame for the penalty takers themselves because um, he, he essentially put them forward take the penalties rather than them sort of offering to. Um, but you know what? He kind of, in a way, is commendable because he trusted those players to take penalties as well. 
he had that confidence in them. So he obviously thinks that they're like stellar players that then can deal with the pressure. That's one way of looking at it. Um, it's a very a English fan, way of looking at it. <laughs> as, a, as a fan, <laughs> I was sat there screaming at the thought. You can't, you can't take those risks later. with your guys' history no, and penalties. Yeah. Like he can't take those risks. Final. Yeah. And it's, no, it's a, a, an interesting take as well, Lewis. Uh, I don't know what you, you think of it. It's, uh, was the fact that uh, Grealish came out and said he actually told Southgate he wanted to take a penalty. Mm. Southgate picked who he was taking penalties, though. He actually said yeah. to him, I'm happy to take a penalty. Southgate picked it. So I think, you know, the Roy Keane thing of saying, oh, you shouldn't be letting boys pick, you know, going ahead of you, i.e. at Sterling and, um, Grealish. and Grealish and, and players like that. I think that's unfair because it does fall on the manager. It yeah, does fall on the manager to pick. Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well on the Grealish one is that he was very, very quick to say that, like a day after, to try and cover his own ass. Uh, was my yeah. thought on that. Yeah, but then I think I would as well. I'd be like, oh, hold on. Yeah, you know I mean, if that was me, I'd be like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're not, you're not putting that on me. I didn't back down. You know what I mean? And is, like the manager said it. You know, the manager came out beforehand. Is that the beforehand. right time? That's my point. Is 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 it the right um, time to say it there and then, or do you? I th- I th- Credit where it's due. He's probably raw, wasn't he? He was probably raw. Yeah. He's just lost a Euro final, uh, and people are probably giving him shit. And you're gonna, you're gonna say something. You're gonna say something, ain't you? I mean, yeah, you know, we know what it's like in UE. You lose a game, and some people get really arsy about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and making excuses straight away, like yeah, karma or, or <laughs> something. Like oh that. God, don't start again. <laughs> um, Changing positions. I think just to come um, back to the point on it, I think. Um, like it's a positive step. We got to a semi-final of a World Cup. We got to the final of the Euros. Whatever people say about the draw and stuff, just ride the wave because we don't know when yeah, this next yeah. sort of set of positive results is going to come. Um, I, I just want to see, foremost, you know. Yeah, I just want to see po- more positive football, man. Don't don't play this yeah, sideways, boring, to. no movement, dog shit. It, you're not yeah, shit. You're not a shit team. You shouldn't. Nah, you don't have to play nah, like that. Yeah. Exactly, and the football was fucking god awful to watch. I mean, yes, we were organised, yes, we were disciplined, but uh, the movement when we had the ball was shocking. The, and the know, thing is, like your players, oh, the guys you've got going it's, it's forward, you've it. got you've got Mount, you've got Foden, you've got Grealish, you've got the passes that Phillips and Rice can even do from back there. Henderson knows how to pick out a pass. Then you've got Sancho, Saka. I just yeah, you know, Kane, it'll come. It'll come. Do you know what I mean? Like that you've Jude, got Jude too Bellingham many. Well. Jude Bellingham, like. Yeah. Unreal! Jeez. That that guy can see things that you don't even see when you're watching the game in 3D fucking pin mode in FM. <laughs> like he's just got vision for days, and he's young. Like I I don't know. Yeah, it's just um, you could you you should trust yourselves with the attacking team that you actually are. But saying that, on the Perfect. flip side, as a neutral, Italy are very or- it. <laughs> for, the, for the mess that Mancini picked up that Italy were in. He has done wonders there. I have to say, I think man, I don't think the game was England, Italy. I think Mancini beat Southgate. Do you know what though? Do you know what, Dara? I'm, I'm really pleased with how you, you approached because I really thought you was going to say something like you 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 dealt with Italy beating England in the final. How you deal with Boxing Day? <laughs> you know, how you treat yourself? <laughs> but but uh... I I won't lie. I I had a You're very, very I had a very enjoyable wank after it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> into right, gonna... into the English flag that my neighbours are tied to their balcony. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
<laughs> Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if this was a true Darren story. It really wouldn't. Uh, just a couple of quick questions to finish on from the forum, if that's okay, guys, really quickly. So uh, brief answers, if possible. Uh, Maxi, I think, I'm not sure if we covered this one before, but I'll do it again quick. Uh, Maxi's asked, uh, given the extreme, how how extreme the, uh, the oh, sorry, given how extreme they appeared throughout season one and season two, do you think that uh, season three has gone the opposite way on the scale in terms of rises? No, I think they're. I, I, well, I didn't think I they're think extreme. I, I don't know. I didn't like at the end of season one, but I think for a hard format game, I think it's been they're consistent. about right. Actually, they yes, they've been they've been consistent for. What uh, I, I, I wouldn't I would maybe do them got... as fast at the end of season one as he did, but other than that, I feel like it's been good. I feel like training. I'm getting the rises where I'm doing the training. That's what I feel like. If I train long enough yeah. and hard enough, I feel like I'm getting the right raises. So. I, I, yeah, think, I, I think, think like right. I'm, I think I'm getting what I should be getting, which is like trying to get my my striker say from a nine to a ten and shooting. It's taken a long, long time. Uh, but trying to get one of my gold card players to go from a three from a three to a four in something is going very quickly. Uh, yeah, which is right. Surprise me, yeah. Which, yeah, what, which I, I'd right. expect. What, what do you reckon, Lewis? <laughs> Lewis is getting okay. relegated. He doesn't care. <laughs> More players are going to be sevens and eights next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's praying, praying for some extreme rises. He's going, to, he's going to be then getting his butt whooped in Division Two by me and Dave. Oh, oh, dear. oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I think they're in line with previous years. I think the reason yeah. they're slower now is because the stats are higher. Yes, player might have been sort of like uh, a five or a six in season one, and then jumped to an eight. Might have then gone eight to nine in season two. But to get from a nine to ten is going to be a lot more of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And the last one is from a new manager in UE, uh, Joe, the uh, FK Sarajevo manager. So, welcome, Joe. Uh, glad you're listening, mate, and uh, glad you're in the game. Hope you hope you stick it out, mate. Yeah. Um, as a newbie to the game, a discussion on tactics. What work well together and what don't? What ones would you use to counter an opponent's strengths, etc.? Uh, or is, or if this has been covered before, just point me in the right direction. Uh, don't, well, don't listen to Faddy. Don't listen to um, Faddy. Clearly don't yeah. listen to Lewis. <laughs> scout my Sturm, scout my Sturm Gratz games and you'll be fine. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it, I, I, I would say a lot of it is uh, you've got to play to your strengths. For me, play to your strengths, but also always, always, always look at tactics that like yeah if you if it's always right first of all scout scout teams see what they play and try and count on what they play um you'll, you'll pick it up um a, read, a great idea, the, I'd say. read the rule book on tactics yeah. and what read that rule book says tick or highlight players in your squad the relevant so we in where it reads in the tactic i would highlight them stats that it says for each tactic and then yeah. start by playing the ones Look that have out. got the highest and then start yeah, from and there and then tweak as you as you learn more. That's what I did my very first game. I'd agree yeah. with Daryl. And just to add to that, my point would be don't pick anything that you think will conflict. So the two marking tactics, zone and marking, yeah. man marking, stay clear oh. of those two. Um, try and stay away. And also... Always pick, one, point out, always pick one, though. Always pick one. You have to pick one. Um, Honestly, like I always people. felt like a good starting point for any good defence, and like for any defence, just until you figure out the others... Zonal marking going hard is a safe pair of hands. Do you know what I mean for your it's defense? Uh, yes, yeah. it's like yeah, a standard, standard go to if you haven't got the greatest players or you haven't worked it out yet. Stick with that and then read the rule book. And yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I would say. 
Anything else, Lewis? Before we wrap up? I, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Daryl's just hit the nail on the head. I might Into play. Can I play the... some violin music while he's talking at the end? <laughs> 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 um, he probably will add. The that. Titanic. On, the, <laughs> the rule book will also help to find out what works against another one. Yes. Lucy's going to go and, back and uh, read the rule book, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did it about three weeks ago. It ain't helped. <laughs> And I'll, I'll just finish off by saying as well, uh, we have, uh, don't, yeah, I don't know how much Joe listens, but we have a Discord channel. Um, come and join it. We have voice chats on there. Loads of guys on most nights usually. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it would be way too long to try and get into real discussion of what to play, what not to play and, and stuff like that. But there's loads of good guys on there. and they Loads of people that will always yeah. have the conversation. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, but, but look but, but yeah, at the league tables don't first. Don't, don't, or Lewis. Don't listen to Faddy. And Missiles. Stay away from those three yeah. and you'll Stay be all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, completely have to agree. And uh, we're going to wrap up. And just uh, just to confirm again, uh, Tottenham 3, Brighton 2. Thank you very much, guys. See you later.